All right. Um, it is uh, 1.35 p.m. Uh, September. I mean, excuse me, February. I'm tripping. February 28th, Sunday, 2021. Um, this is the MoFo Podcast. I'm your host, Moise Batiste, where we, where I connect with uh, people that I've learned from, people that I've watched grow, people that I re- expect, uh, respect and admire. Um, you know, the goal is to show and, and tell the stories of student athletes who have uh, gone to have great success on the field and transition um, into the real world and continue success. And I believe that these people have a lot to offer, a lot to share, and, and, and our young people can learn from. This, uh, my next guest is no exception to the rule. Um, he is top 10 all times in solo tackles at Robert Morris University history at middle linebacker. Um, I would say that he is the heart um, of the, uh, with the heart of that 2000 national championship defense where his responsibility to make sure that everybody was in the right place at the right time. Uh, uh, future Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Robert, uh, for Robert Morris football, Reggie Chambers have accredited this guy for being a huge part of his success on the field and, and putting him in the right place. Uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce you all to Cleveland's finest, uh, someone that I he epitomized smooth and chilled and laid back, uh, 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 Detective Jermon Riff. What's going on, my brother? Mo, how you, how you doing, bro? Good, good to be here, man. Yes, sir, bro. Loving me some life, man. Again, it's an honor and a privilege. Like I said, you are one of the most requested guests from your teammates as far as the one to have on here. I told you Reggie spoke highly of you. Uh, Corey Oaks, can't wait to put his episode out. It's one of the dopest I've ever heard. Um, one of my dopest interviews, uh, Corey been through. So Corey got a story to tell and he mentioned you, you know, being a, a, a very important part of his life as well, man. So but yeah, how's life treating you, man? And I know we kind of re re uh, uh, re- uh recording this, but during COVID right now, man, how has the family, man? How you been coping? Yeah, yeah, I've been hanging in there, man. Like I said, uh, I can't not go to work. I can't work from home. I gotta get up and go in, no matter what's going on, you know. So I went in, you know, I went to a shooting and caught caught the COVID from a house full of people. So I brought it home. I didn't know, gave it to my daughter and my wife. My other two kids wasn't here, so they didn't get it, my little ones, thankfully. And we we took a couple weeks and made it through, and I'm back, man, I'm blessed, so. Good, glad to hear that, man. So, like I said, I would get started with everybody learning from their past, learning from where they grew up, man. And, you know, there's, there's TV shows uh, about the city of Cleveland, as a backdrop, there's uh, obviously the Cleveland Browns and Indians that are always in the sports media. There's LeBron James, who's from Akron, but played for the Cleveland Browns. So for those who are uh, outside of the state of Ohio and, and Midwest, how would you describe uh, Cleveland, Ohio as a whole, but also the community that you grew up in in Cleveland? Well, Cleveland, like anywhere else, man. I'm sure if you go to D.C., you go to Detroit, Chicago, any big city, you got some poverty, you got some bad neighborhoods. Uh, and, you know, I didn't grow up in the greatest of neighborhoods, but, you know, my parents was married my whole life till my dad passed a 
uh, seven, eight years ago. And they, my parents worked hard, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but they worked hard and they kept their foot in my ass and they kept me on a straight and narrow, you know. Uh, a lot of stuff I did, my parents didn't know. And like I was saying, uh, I was just blessed not to ever get caught. You know, a lot of guys I was hanging with, we was doing stuff we shouldn't have been doing. And uh, by the grace of God, man, you know, I, I, I didn't get caught. And, you know, made some different choices and changed my life up, man. And, you know, here it is, you know. Yes, sir, man. It, it, it's funny because those of us who know you, to hear that you, uh, you know, law enforcement was, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it was shocking to us. But but in, in retrospect, it does make sense because I think that one of the things that you epitomize is calmness. And I think that um, there's stories documented about you uh, in some of the games that you uh, that might have been behind where your calmness and people feeding off your calmness is what got people you know, uh, back in line. So that's a testament to you. Um, and we will get more into your career later on. But um, so let's talk about organized sports, man. Uh, mm -hmm. When when, when were you introduced to organized sports and, and uh, what sports did you play? Now, I got a funny story, man. Uh, you know, we played football in the in the hood, you know, uh, in little, you know, tackle on the sidelines, grass, you know, wherever there was grass, you know, we played yeah, with, yeah. Uh, Couple of my homies went to play for this team called Power Five, and uh, they told me to just come along. We was I was eight or nine; they was like 10, 11. I was just going on just to just to go, just to be there, you know. And then I got there, and everybody was playing, so I said, "Shit, I'm gonna play." Then I started catching touchdowns and, and scoring and doing all. Then the coaches cut my other two friends and told me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so then that started. I started playing at eight years old, man. Organized. Oh sport. wow. Okay. Yeah. What was the name of your team, man? What positions did you play? It was the Pile Five Dixon Raiders. I played receiver, quarterback, wing, safety. You know, all the way up to high school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Hey, hey, Mo. I can tell you, my my Go uni ahead. league team. Ted Ginn ended up playing for them later. Troy Smith. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, my mini league team had a lot of dudes. Uh, I think Charles Oakley might have played for them back in the day too. So we had a lot of wow. we had a lot of dudes, uh, good players that came through to my my mini league team. Yes, um, and and I, I'm familiar with Ted Ginn Senior's work um, with that school and, right. and and some of the the the, the, the lives that he's had the opportunity to change. Right. You know, and and a lot of good. Uh, uh, very athletic guys coming out of the Cleveland area. Uh, shout mm -hmm. out to that part. You know, again, good football there. Um, so, so little league again. You played all these different positions. How were you academically? What was your like uh, uh, elementary school experience like? Since you've been playing football so young. I mean, elementary. I was always blessed to be a good test taker and stuff. So ah. elementary, I used to get straight A's, man. Then I got the junior high, and I went to junior high. It's called Margaret Spellis. That's when the girls was introduced, man. <laughs> and then you know the grades and everything, you know, start going down. When I played basketball there. My seventh grade year, I, I broke my arm uh, playing Muni League football, so I couldn't play. Oh, wow. But my eighth grade year, I played basketball there. They was like one in 15. My eighth grade year, I played, we went 18 and one and won the city championship, man. Same oh, wow. guys were just adding me. It was, it was, it was pretty sweet, man. Okay, yeah. so so I mean, would you say that basketball is your first love, or no. or ah? Well, I just played basketball because I was pretty good at it. 
and the, you know the girls and stuff. There you go. You mentioned the girls, man. There's a that's a theme with with football yeah. players, man. Yeah. Once girls got introduced, uh, grades went down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my parents, I was at public school, you know. And my parents was like, "Nah, you know, you got too much ability." So they got themselves together, man, and did some things and sent me to Catholic high school. Oh man, okay, so. Um, public elementary and public uh, middle school, Catholic high school. What is yeah. that like? Uh, what school and what is that? What was that culture shock like? I went to uh, Villa Angela St. Joe's. It was St. Joe's. Our alum, we had Desmond Howard, Elvis Gerbeck, London Fletcher. I mean, it's, it's a lot wow. of guys. David Lighty. I mean, it's a lot of guys uh, who went to my high school. Uh, but uh, wow. you know, I think the the biggest difference was public school. You was a nerd if you if you did your work. You know, you wasn't shit. You was a piece of shit if you did your work. I went to high school, it was completely different. At that high school, you was a piece of shit if you wasn't doing your work. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So it was like, it was a big culture change for me. You know, that's when white people was introduced to me and different stuff that I never really had been around, you know? Right. So it was, it was, it was very diverse, man. It was a, it was a great learning, learning uh, tool for me, you know? Yeah. It's interesting you say, man, like it, it became cool. And even I'm guessing, obviously, for the black students as well, that you right. had to get your grades. Yeah. yeah and see, I, I, I wasn't really doing what I should have did still, though. You know, I was doing just enough to play. Mm-hmm. You know, when I should have been doing, I could have been doing a lot more. And I look back at it and I'm like, I pissed away a lot of stuff because I pissed away scholarships and everything by not having the grades, you know. Hey, bro, let's go ahead and take that moment right now, man. So there's a kid right now that's going to see this, whether it's Miami, Florida, where I'm from, or Cleveland, Ohio, where you from, because I'm going to encourage you to share this. What would you tell a kid right now who's in high school, whether it's public, especially if it's private, that's trying to play in the college level? What advice would you give them based on what you didn't do? Well, the first, the very first number one thing is your your grades. You know, we all say that, but it's true. I mean, you know, I fucked up, man. You know, I had, man, I, I tell you the honest truth. I had pit, different people sending me, calling me, sending me letters. I was hell bent on going, say I'm going to Michigan or something. I was like, I'm not going no pit. I used to throw that shit in the garbage. Like it wasn't like, seriously, I just thought, you know, and then I got humbled when it was like, when my grades, the clearinghouse came and it was like, and all them calls, all them letters start shorting up on you. You know, it's like, mm. you know, then you then, then you get the letter saying, well, you can come here, but your first year you got to pay thirty grand or something. My parents ain't have no money like that, so you know I'm sitting there looking like, damn, I done fucked up. You know what I'm saying? This whole opportunity, just being lazy. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't I couldn't do it. It was just I wanted to get high kick it with the homies, not do my grades like I should have been doing, you know, and I messed up some some opportunities. And I would tell the kids, that don't do what I did, you know? And I started telling my kids I coach, you know, I tell them my story, you know, like, that's why I pushed them to get the grades and not be lazy and stuff and, you know, do the stuff that I did, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, man, you again, word to the wise. And, and this is a, co- a continuous theme. As an educator for 22 years, we I've seen it. And, and I know you've seen it too, guys, with all this talent in the world. 
that should have been better than the guys who uh, that we all know, right? And and, and it's unfortunate because they were special talents, but they just never could do the bare minimum, man. Like yeah. like again, not using their social capital because if you got a relationship with the with teachers, you know they gonna work with you at the bare minimum, you know. Right. And so that's right. a, a continuous message that I try to promote, but. Thank you for reinforcing what we know, man, because that's the truth, you know? Let me ask you something, though. Yes, sir. Because for me, coaching, especially when I coached at Sean down in uh, East Cleveland, it's, it's real poverty. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty rough neighborhood. But mm. what, what would you tell a kid when after practice, I ride past the block and he's on the block hustling and I take him off the block, but he said, coach, if I don't do this, my little brother and sister don't eat. Yeah. You know, we don't have no, we don't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. And it's, again, it's you know I know it. You know I know it, man. And and yep. and that is real. When I worked at Glen Mills Schools in in, in outside of uh, Philadelphia, um, that's the kind of stories I would hear. And, and you working in law enforcement, you know it very intimately. But to hear a kid who's 16 years old, who's the oldest of seven, and he's selling mom is strung out, but he's yep. selling drugs to literally feed. He's not wearing no fresh clothes. Oh. He's selling just for the sake of surviving. And for yep. those who say that, oh, there's programs out there and that, that nice vague statement that because they don't know, right. but they act like they do. That's right. not the reality. That's not the truth that our young people go through. And, right. and, and to be honest with you, brother, to answer your question, just like I said uh, 20 plus years ago, I don't know. Right. I don't know what to tell them. Cause, yeah. But I, what I don't do is judge. Right. I don't judge, bro, because I grew up. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah best man. thing best thing that I could do, Mo, was take them home. Some of the coaches would get some money together, buy them some groceries, try to, like, uh, f find them a little job or something. Just try to do something to show them that, you know, maybe it's something else out there, man. It yeah. just don't have to be selling drugs and stuff like that, man. But I don't live with them. I don't go. I can't afford to take care of all these different families, you know, so it's rough, man. It's, yeah, it's bro. Yeah. yeah, in 2021, it's still, you know, a reality that a lot of families are facing. And we don't minimize that at all. And again, as an educator who grew up in those type of communities, I'm always on the forefront of trying to get my teachers and fellow administrators to think more critically about the true experiences of what our young people are going through. So. Um, that's a that's a up uphill battle, man. That we 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 continue to see the fight, man. And I look forward to when we get more into your career, man, to talk more yeah. about that. Yeah. So uh, high school, let's get the fast forward, man. Uh -huh. So you, when do you start playing high school ball? What position? How how good was y'all team? Yeah, I played high school in the freshman year. Uh, I was playing freshman, yeah. and I was I was blessed, man. I was scoring a lot of touchdowns, showing, shining out. So he brought me up to the varsity the last couple games. Mm -hmm. He, you know, got a little the last game, but the next year, my sophomore year is where it kind of really took off for me. I was playing varsity and starting, like I didn't come off the field one time, but I also wow. played basketball. And our basketball team, you know, we went to the state, we won the state, I think two out of the four years I was there and we went three out of the four. And, mm -hmm. and I, I played, I started on the basketball team my senior year, we went to the state championship. I had a good game, man. I was like, our school was, you know, it was a sports sports school. With, you know, we were known for sports. So between football and I played baseball my senior year, you know. And uh, I don't know, it was just, you know, high school was 
sports and uh should have been a lot more books but you yeah. know well let's get into these sports man so what position did you play in basketball i played uh shooting guard okay small four shooting guard and then and then for for baseball what did you play i played like left field i think center field left field okay and 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 for uh, and football what did you play in high school shit, i played everywhere everything yeah i played you know Offense, defense, special team, kick return, punt return, quarterback, receiver, wing, safety. I mean, it all de- it all depends. You know, I play I played everywhere. So just to give the audience an idea, since y'all made it to state, usually when you get to that level, you're you're playing elite competition. So sure. what are some of the te- teams or, or 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 players that you played against, and um, how was those championship uh, teams, the state cha- run teams, man? How you were they? We played. We went to the state in basketball. Right. We didn't go in football. Our football wasn't. Bad time. No, I'm, was, I'm, I'm talking about basketball. I'm talking oh, about basketball. basketball yeah. About, yeah. Oh, well, basketball. I mean, my high school. We had guys. I don't know if you heard of Melvin Levitt, but he went to Cincinnati and Treg Lee. Uh, it was I don't know Tony Miller. But it was a bunch of guys who went to my high school that was really good basketball players. Uh, when I came, oh my cousin London, London Fletcher, who played, he played basketball. He went to St. Joe's. Uh, but when I played, we played against uh, Chris Chambers. I don't know if you heard, he played football for the Miami Dolphins and then mm-hmm. play receiver. Uh, we played against him. Uh, the guy named Steve Logan, he played for Cincinnati. He was like an All-American in Cincinnati. Sam Clancy, he played at USC. I played against a, a whole bunch of them. Those guys were actually on my AAU basketball team. We played out in Vegas. You know, it was it was, it was was a good time, man. Oh, man. So you were playing pretty elite level. That's, that's oh, yeah. uh, oh, AAU. Yeah, 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 yeah it was tough, good. man. Yeah, so let's get into football, man. So you, 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 how your senior year, you say y'all wasn't your football team really wasn't that good, but uh, you, you got a lot of burn on both sides of the ball, man. So describe yeah. your senior year to me. Uh, it it was hard because we had a coaching change, and you know, you know how it is when you're a senior, the head coach, he 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 wants to play you and get the most, but he started thinking about the future, you know. So it's like. We gonna we gonna put you here now instead of do all this. Start getting these young guys going because you know he know he got time to change. But I, I played a lot, man, and my job really was just to try to be stable force for the for the team. And we just think we was four and six, five and five or something. But you know, my high school was the basketball high school now, so right. everybody who came there wanted to play basketball. So that's why you know you might have. 50 guys go out for the basketball team and 35 go out for the football team, you know. It was just right. so, you know, it was it was it was rough. But guys came together and worked hard and you know, we started turning around our senior year and they got better going forward when we left. Uh, you know. Yeah. Now now you you a you was a you came into Robert Morris as a quarterback. Right. They recruited me as a quarterback. As a quarterback. So Oh, okay. So, so as as a quarterback, though, how, how well did you do as a quarterback your senior year? And you're a lefty as well, right? No, no, I was right-handed, but okay, you're right. I was okay. I was just a quarterback because I could throw far and I could I was athletic kind of man. I wasn't gotcha. No real quarterback. I wasn't even thinking like a quarterback. I just want to get the ball and go. You know what I'm saying? I, right, right. You know, when I got the Robert Morris playing quarterback, man, that was a that was a spoof, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was wondering, they're like, when they told me Riff was a quarter, I'm like, oh, I, I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, did you tell me, okay? No, I could, I could throw. I had, I had a real good arm. I could right. throw. 
I want no quarterback. Right, right, right. Okay. So, uh, what was your recruiting process like? Because I know you say you didn't have the grade. So, I asked everybody, yeah. what was a SAT, ACT score, uh, graduating GPA? My GPA was a 1.9. Woo! Well, my, my SAT, I think I got a 1,010, which was... Uh, and I took that. We had played a game at Erie, PA. And I got home like 2 in the morning and got up at 7 and went and took the SAT or whatever. And I probably could have did better, but... But I still was good on that end, but my 1.9, it just wasn't, it wasn't getting in. That was all me. That was some bullshit, man. I was, I was bullshitting, man. And you know, I look at it now as an older guy, like, I'll smack the hell out of that dude. Now, you know what I'm saying? Me back then, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, hey, bro, same thing, bro. 2.2 GPA, 14 ACT. You know, on a test part, I don't know what I could, but a GPA, I absolutely could have did better, 100%. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I was bored. I wasn't into school, man. I yeah, just wasn't, bro. I was yeah, in sports man. and girls and yep, kicking. That's and it. Kicking. That's right. And I didn't think about it. Is I wasn't even kicking it. I was a church boy, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So how did they? How the hell? This is how I say it too. Yeah. How the hell did you end up at Robert Morris? Coach Miller, man. Coach Miller. Uh, okay. I don't know out the blue, Coach Mike Miller. Uh, it was, you know, it was. It's crazy. Man. I tell you the story. I remember Akron coaches calling me, man. West Virginia, calling me with Don Nealon. He was calling. I mean, it was like, you know, it, it, it messed your mind up. So I kind of like gave up. Like, you know what? Fuck. It. I ain't. I ain't going nowhere. I go be a plumber or something. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Right. Bro. And then Coach Miller called me out the blue. Like, you know, you ever thought about Robert Morris? I'm like. Shit, is that a black college down in Georgia or something? You know, I thought it was I thought it was a black college or something. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it's in Pennsylvania. So I was like, all right, I can check it out. I went down and checked it out. And you know how they can be creative with certain stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it ain't, you know, it's one thing led to another, man. I went down and checked it out and I saw my homeboy from the from EC, from East Cleveland down there in Mon 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 Monroe, excuse me. Yeah. I didn't even know Monroe was going there. He was going to one of our rival schools. And I saw him. And we hooked up. And then, you know, we've been like the best of friends ever since, man. So Yeah, shout out to Monroe, Monroe, man. Shout out to Monroe. And uh, shout out to Coach Miller, who we hope to – I also hope to get on the podcast, man. But uh, So Coach Miller recruited you. Yep, Coach Miller recruited me. Yeah, man. How how was your recruiting visit? You remember who you was with, who your, your guide was? I don't even remember, man. I'll be honest. Uh, I came down, and I think Dante was there. Right. I think Lante was there. Lante was there because he was from Cleveland, so they wanted yeah. to show you a Cleveland guy. I mean, Lante was cool. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story about Lante, man. Yeah, please that, do. Hey, that ended up being one of my – that's my homie, man. That's my boy, man. But me and, me and Monroe wanted to – Wanted to jump in, man, when we first got there. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, we, no, we was like, man, how this dude from Cleveland, man? He, he one of us, man. He kind of like, you know, being distant from us and playing us and stuff, you know. So, and then after, <laughs> after we got to know him, really knowing, he became like, we all became real tight. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to Lante Perkins, man. I got to get yeah. him on here, too. That's one of the funniest people. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he a piece of work, man. Yeah, good guy, good guy. Yeah, man. So you end up at Robert Morris, man. And uh, so, 
How, when did you know that you wouldn't go play quarterback at Robert Woods? <laughs> uh, when, when Coach Walton was yelling at me for not uh, waiting for his wide delay or something, I was like, you know what, man? I, and then I, I was watching, man. I ain't being funny, but I was watching. And I'm like, man, I can go out here and hit better than some of these guys, man. Like, I, I, I got a better chance. And Tim Levchick was like seven foot or something, man. You know, and I'm like <laughs> five eleven, six foot. I'm like, nah, man. I, you know, so. And then I, I tell you that story. Uh, it was the first year that we got because you know our freshman year, we all had to sit out, and we used to, we used to come watch y'all play. I'm gonna come to y'all so, game. No, what 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 year were you as a prop? A prop? Maybe you had just left. No, I think yeah. you had played. Dante and them was playing. My, yeah. my, my freshman year, Nick Nick Downs was well, he was a freshman. Okay, yeah, that's my senior year. Yeah, you was playing. Yeah. Oh, you was out there. so you was a pro. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Gotcha. So I was a gotcha. pro. So we all used to sit up in the stands and watch. And we hear the girls saying, like, these props they ain't never gonna play. They ain't shit there. <laughs> so I'm sitting here looking like, you know, that just gave me some, you know, some like some, all right, I'm about to work mine. I'm I'm about to do it. I started lifting weights and stuff hard then, man. So man. my body changed, man. You know, I'm gonna know <laughs> so you say you heard the girl saying stuff yeah. like that? I oh, know who wow. was saying it. So I, ain't, I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say who was saying it. <laughs> but I know who was saying it. Yeah, bro, man. I didn't see, man. That, that's interesting. I did not know that was your prop year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me and Nick gotcha, Donald gotcha. in the same year. Okay. Okay. Huh? Cool. Cool, man. Okay. So freshman year, you know, you ain't playing quarterback, man, and um. Well, that's so, my year, freshman year of playing. Well, my sophomore year is when sophomore I Sophomore year. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Because so, what happened, I, I got a bad inner ear infection as a mm, freshman. So I had to go you. home for like a month. I was sick as a dog, bro. So I had to go to <laughs> summer school and I had to withdraw from some classes. So my GPA didn't go. And I go to summer school in Cleveland to be able to be eligible to play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, because I what what what, uh, what I was just thinking about was the story that O'Connell told about you know everybody uh, about the transition that year where um, uh, we all leave you know you all uh, you finally get uh, it's your time to get on the field and um, trying to decide what defense they're gonna run and O'Connell right. if he's gonna play middle outside. But uh, O'Connell knew right away he did not want to play middle. He said they have not for him. He said that he was like, yo, pushing for you or Deshaun to be the one to play middle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. we know Deshaun ended up getting hurt. And I know, right. you know, uh, uh, so Reggie, you know, we, I'm, I'm trying not to fast forward too right, fast, right, right, man. Right. But but I want you to describe, number one, your year as a prop, the frustration of not yeah. playing yeah. and still deciding to stay and come back. Right. And then number two, I want you to talk about the challenges of being that first year. So let's start off with being a prop. Like, yeah. how was it being a prop, man? What did you? What what, what was it like? Well, oh, being a being a prop sucked, man. You know, because you gotta think I was blessed my whole life to play and be starting and be. I never sat on the bench. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be like arrogant, and I'm just telling the truth. I was blessed hey. to never like be on the bench or not. So like being a prop, you was on the bench, way up in the stands, you know. And I'm sitting here watching guys, and I'm like, it's some guys that can play, but I'm thinking in my head, man, I know I can get out there and play better than them. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I got to show it now. I got to get my, my right. shit together. Yeah. And then when I see guys like Brad Carrick, who was a who was a freshman like me, 
and he's lifting there. He's all big, and I'm like 185, 190. I'm like, no, nah, I got to get my ass in the weight room, bro. So then, you know, you start going to class. You start, it started making a little bit more sense to you. And, you know, my grades wasn't that good when I first got there, but the more I got there, they got better and better and better. But that prop year, it, it was rough, man. You know, you didn't really know. All, all I knew was Monroe, you know. And so me and him just kicked it. So we started meeting some people. You know, I knew Murray Poole because I played against him when he went to Hoban. So I yeah. knew Murray. Murray uh, told me to ask you about that story about you come across that middle. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I ran a reverse. Dude was in the back, but I jumped up over the dude. Murray caught me in the, he, he caught me in the uh, air. But that was three, I had already hit him for three touchdowns, I think, already. So ask Murray about yeah, yeah. that. He did. He said it. He said it in the interview. He said, "Yeah, you, 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 you was uh, scoring like crazy." But he said yeah. the one moment he got that me. he could celebrate, he got you. He did. He did. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah man. Um, well, that prop year, that prop year was it was it was crazy, man. Yeah, but that just man. fueled me to wanna because we couldn't even we couldn't even be around the team. We couldn't do nothing. And, you know, you feel like an outsider. You feel like a piece of shit, man. Like yeah, man. You know, it's it's humbling, man. It's very humbling. Yeah, I could tell. I, you know, I did not, you know, I was a JUCO transfer, which is, which means that if I was in a freshman, I would have been a happy prop too. But, yep. you know, I chose the JUCO route instead. But yeah, man. So, yeah. So, how was your first year on, like, when you did get a chance to play competition? Uh, yeah. What was going on? And uh, yeah, what was that like? I got a good story for you for that. Uh, we was uh, playing. Uh, you know, when, when you first come in, they they got you at the bottom of the depth chart, you know. So I was playing quarterback, and I was like, this ain't working. So he moved me to defense. I, I asked, could I go play defense? He was like, yeah. So he put me at safety. Well, I think Dante Payne was was the coach, I think. <laughs> so, you know, hey, man, I, I'm, you, ask, I'm firing on people, man, because, you know, I'm like, Dante, like, man, hold on a little bit. You know, you can ask Dante about it. But I was firing on people. Then uh, we had a scrimmage. And it's almost the end of the scrimmage, and I ain't even got in yet. I start crying, man, because I ain't used to this. I'm like, come on, man. You don't just give me a chance. I'm on the side. I'm crying. I'm hurt. So they put me in, man. I was playing safety. They threw a slant. And Dame Delts, remember him? Big. Oh, yeah. Big, big Dame, Dame yeah, basketball. Yeah. He came across the middle, man. I fired on him. Like, just fired <laughs> on him, bro. And boom. You know, knocked him all out. Everybody got up. That was the end of everybody got up. He's hugging me, jumping on me and stuff, you know. The next thing I know, Rad moved me up the depth chart and put me a linebacker. Oh, wow. Rad came and told me. He came, he looked at me and said, son, that was, a, that was a hell of a hit, you know. And the next thing I know, he started putting me in, in the mix, man. <laughs> there it I'm is. I playing outside backer. Okay. And what year was this? This was my, uh, it was 98. Okay, ninety-eight. That's the yeah. year that they, that year they go four and six. Four and six. We could have won, won the a conference more. anyway. Yeah, yeah. we could have won a couple more, but it was some stuff. Yeah, man. So then, nineteen ninety-nine comes. Right. And there's a lot of argument right now in which team was better, the ninety-nine uh -huh. team or the two thousand. <laughs> now, ninety-six, ninety-seven, respectively. We have our place. We're not even. You know, right. engaging in no kind of competition. Hey, 99 to uh, 2000 was a special, uh, special teams. And this is when y'all start that winning streak. Uh, right. Y'all go eight and two. 
So describe, when when did you know y'all were clicking and when did you know that you had solidified yourself at the middle linebacker position? Well, what happened was I coming out of the camp, I wasn't, I wasn't starting right away. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, he'll put Deshaun, it was Deshaun, which Deshaun was a good football player, I ain't. Yeah. It was Deshaun, Craig, Brad, and I think Reggie. Yep. And uh, we was playing Dayton. We played Buff State. I got to play and stuff, but the game, when it really changed, we played Dayton. And uh, I think Deshaun got hurt Buff State. First thing they put me in, I played pretty decent, made some play. But that Dayton game, you know, Dayton was the team who we wasn't beating and stuff. I had a hell of a game against Dayton, man. I was hitting them in the backfield, made a lot of tackles behind the line. That was like a coming out party. And after the Dayton game, I was I was personally ready to roll. And I knew our team was good, but we, we, we kicked the shit out of Dayton. We like yeah, man. out, you know. Man, you know? I ain't gonna lie, man. From afar, I remember seeing that score. And there was a part of me that's like, finally, somebody beat them fools, man. Yeah. Robert Moore team, not just beat them, but blew them out. Out. Because yeah, '97 we lost a real close. The first year yeah. they got us pretty good, but that second year, my my senior year, we we lost a real close one at home, real close one at home. But I'm glad to see that y'all blew their ass out though. Yeah, that was, we, that was we, a beautiful. We oh we yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. we 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 like physically we took it to them dudes, man. I had a personally, I had a great game. I made a lot of plays. The next thing I know, the rest was history. I didn't come off the field like ever again. Yeah, man. Again, that 98 team is special, both on offense and defense. See, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I think the 98, honestly, had more talent. But I think the You're not the first team, to say that. I think the You're 99 the team was just, or the, wait, the 98 team probably had more talent, but the, is it the, either the 99 or 2000, we just was just a better team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody yeah. liked each other. It was, you know, the chemistry was different, but. We had yeah, some talent on that 98 team, bro. You're not the first to say that, man. That's a consistent theme about how talented, you know, and young and inexperienced. No, that was the 99 team, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 99. Yeah. That was the one I think had more talent, but because we had Hank. Oh, on yeah, that yeah, team. yeah. Yeah. We had Hank You're on that right. team. We had Big Sean George. I mean, we had our line was huge. Leonard, but then the next year we had Big Conchak and them other guys. So it was like, you know. Yeah, it was, it was some talent, man. Yeah, man. I mean, and y'all started uh, what ended up being one of the nation's longest winning streaks. Uh, go yeah. eight in a row uh, in 99, contain the streak in, in 2000. So, but before we get into 2000, what wow. was your favorite game in, 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 in uh, uh, besides the Dayton game? And, and what was your other favorite game in 99? 99, was that a... Uh... Again, oh, yes, that was... Yeah, that was, I think my favorite game was, it wasn't no personal, it was a team thing when we beat Wagner at, at home. Mm, I think JT okay, caught man. a pass in like the last couple seconds. Man. And we all ran out and celebrated. That was just fun. It had nothing to do with me. It was just everybody else. It was just fun to be a part of that, you know? I was on, I was at that game coming to town to visit, man. And I was leaving the stadium because I thought the game was over. Me and my roommate, uh, Keith Cates, shout out to Keith Cates from Detroit. And uh, it is actually, you can see on the highlight tape of us jumping up and down right when JT caught it. Yeah. We were going crazy, man. We saw the big pile up. Yeah. That pile up was crazy. Yeah, that was epic, bro. <laughs> we was just diving on top. It was yeah, crazy. It was man. Fun, that man. was that was so crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. That was a dope win. Yes, it was, man. So yep. 
2000, man. So mm-hmm. this is my first year. Okay. My first year as a graduate assistant coach, I'm coaching D-line. I get out there for the first time since seeing that game, but all I know is the 98 team, excuse me, 97 team, which is my senior year. I come back out and practice. I see y'all for the first time. You know, naturally, it's to do some comparisons of my team versus y'all. And I I said, based on how loose y'all were, I said, we're not going to even have a winning record. (laughs) That was my initial reaction just on yeah. I said, y- y'all can't be that damn loose. Yeah. But y'all, and what I loved about the culture of the 2000 team is, especially from my vantage point, y'all made me adjust to y'all because y'all, it was always just a look that we got this. Right. You know, y'all knew when to be serious. Right. You knew when to play around. There was so much playing around because y'all knew the, the system so well. Right. But it was special to watch, man. So, what do you what do you remember initially, maybe doing camp? Because I, the two thousand year is so special. What do you remember uh, doing camp and then and, and getting started for that year? Uh, I remember Coach Monster told me a couple years a year ago. I think I think he was on the eight and two, then he left. But he told he said we shouldn't we shouldn't lose a game next year or something. Some he told me. I was thinking like, and then you know you 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 get to camp and you see. The guys you playing with, man, and these more, you know, these we all like guys. Like we don't all hung out, we drank beer together, we done kicked it, you know. And you, you kind of like it's like a family, you know. So, uh, you know, and Rad didn't give a shit what we did as long as we came to ball when it was time to ball. Rad, then he didn't care, you know. And I wasn't one of them dudes that was like, you know, uh, a rah rah dude, you know. As long as you did what you did, I didn't care, you know. And we, you know, guys just had fun, man. We just had them kind of dudes, man. I was blessed to play with some great, some great guys, man. You know, and I, and I felt like my, my job was to, uh, like you said, be like the glue dude in the huddle who called the plays, who look guys in the eyes when the shit getting hard, you know, and let them feel some, some of some of you into them, some strength from you into them, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. from, from from training camp, man, you, you could tell. I don't know if you could tell, but I could tell it was something special. Oh yeah, the the some of the most intense times I had during that year was in the first couple weeks of training. Kept going against the offense, you know. That was some of the most competition we had. You know what I'm saying? And you know what's so funny? I'm gonna echo what you just said, yeah. man. Because I've been bringing this up a lot. If you notice in the last dance that uh, Michael Jordan didn't talk about how hard practice was. When you hear about the Lakers and, and Kobe. They talk about how hard practice was. When I heard Horse telling the story about uh, Kyler's brother coming to visit us from Buffalo State and watching how he practiced and say, y'all practice hard as hell. So that's what we knew. And hard as hell did not mean beating up on each other. Right. Everything right. was controlled. Right, right. That's right. what we know when we play in the, with NFL coaches. Right. You learn that, you know, and that's what I try to tell people how unique of an experience that we had. We had NFL everything as far as coaching, as far as you know, practice, how you know, and, and, and just the, the the routine, man. And so yeah, so so how would you describe it just continuously, man? Like see, you know, our practice made us mental it made us mentally tough. You know yes. what I'm saying? It was it was more mental, man. Like we 
our running, you know, we did striders. I mean, come on, man. Right. Coach, <laughs> coach expected you to be in shape. Yep. If you wasn't in shape, you weren't playing, you know? So yeah. you knew to get, get in shape, you know? But Talking yeah, about having, being treated like a pro. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Coach Walton, Coach, I didn't, you know how we didn't even see Coach Walton hardly. So right, you didn't right. have a present at the end, you know? Yep. We was with Rad all day. You know, I'm with yeah. Rad like this all day, you know? Yeah. Feeding off him, learning from him, talking to him. Knowing what he wanted me to do, knowing what he wanted me to call. I was telling somebody, like, I was blessed where I could, I could control a game without even making a tackle. Yes. You know what I'm and we're going to talk about that real quick. But I, 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 I hold that thought. Because yeah. I, that's, remember, I told you, that's why I believe, that's your genius in my eyes is the mental part. Again, right. people look for whatever they want to based on their perception. But me as a sociologist, bro, I realized right away, this guy is brilliant. Right. And it was like you said, the mental aspect. So real quick, I want you to, well, Reggie Chambers, uh -huh. uh, uh, top five all time in every statistical category. Right. And I tell you, I love the way you two compliment each other, both right. on and off the field. And he said, every time we talk football, we talk Robert Morris, he always talk about how special you were. He's yeah. like, without Riff, I am nothing. Yeah. Well, that's, you know? that's, that's humbling, bro. That's really, that's really humbling to hear that Reggie said that. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie's a great football player. Yeah, you know? man. So tell tell people, how good was Reggie Chambers? Oh, Reggie, Reggie was great. But see, the thing about Reggie, and Reggie will tell you this, he wasn't taking on too many uh, ISOs, <laughs> and, right. So I would get all the ISOs and all that, and Reggie would come make all the tackles. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, again, for you as the middle man, I think yeah. that the defense re realized, and anybody with some sense knew that the defense was built around Reggie to be able to run around. And, right. And, right. and that was the team part of right. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Brad Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Miller had to know his role in sacrifice. You know, right. Craig Herlin had the sacrifice. So, yeah. what 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 was so what was good about Brad Miller? Oh, Brad was strong, man. Brad was strong. He was one of them country dudes, Ohio country dudes. That was strong, and I, me and Brad hit it up, man. We was tight, man. He was just he was an outstanding player, man. I used to, he was strong. So, man, they would try to run his way, seal that edge, man, and we can come and feel everything. And not, it was it was it was sweet playing with Brad. It was fun. Yeah, y'all had a bomb ass core, man. But one last but not least, man, what was good about Craig Hurley? Oh, Craig was steady, man. He was steady, you know. Craig covered the tight end. He was great in coverage, man. Covered the tight end, you know, make some play. He was tall, he knock the balls down, make some play. I mean, it was it was just, it was it was good, man. And I'll tell you something, I set up my defense now, a lot of my four, four, three, four, how we did. I always keep my tackler, my other dude, I keep him in the middle playing the position I play. Always go to the weak side. And a guy like Reggie, who, I, who was the runner to cover people, I put him on the field side or the strong side, and I make him cover and blitz and run, do all that. It worked just like how we used it, you know? Yeah, man. Again, uh, the genius, I'm gonna keep uh, praising, giving you your flowers, man, while you still here. I, once again, your mind, man, I, I remember hearing, you know, Rad and them say, you know, you know, there's always that grading system based on your performance. Right. And you were consistently in the 90th percentile because, yeah. and the other thing that I was absolutely blown away by as far as your ability to, to regurgitate the verbiage 
perfectly enunciation every word because a lot of those words would be tongue twisters right right and not everybody could spit them but you would be able to say it hearing it one time and 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 being able to spit it two times saying it twice in a huddle right. and i just would just be like there's no way in hell i would have been able to do that you know right. and and, so, right. and reggie goes on and on about you always putting him in the right position to be right. successful Right. Yeah. So that that was your genius, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie, it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I was blessed to see the whole field. I don't know. God just gave me a gift, man. I could see the whole field, make sure everybody was lined up right. My first front seven, and put people in position, man. And I was just blessed to play with a bunch of great dudes and have a bunch of great coaches, man. I mean, Rad, between Rad, uh, uh, coach, uh, uh my linebackers coach. Rach. Rach. Coach Rach. Yes, sir. Coach yeah. Babbitt. I mean, I had some some good coaches, man. A lot of times with them coaches, they some of their smartness was to just leave me alone. Yeah. You know, just don't try to, <laughs> yeah. for real, you know, don't try to change nothing. Just let, let us do what we do and just leave us the hell alone. I think that was smart. That's what Coach Babbitt did a lot. He like, I ain't going to yeah. miss it all, you know. Was, yeah. You know, but yeah, man, Reggie, yeah, he was, he was a great player, man. I tell, see, I tell guys, I know I, I'll never make the Hall of Fame nothing like that because of the stats. Right. Order. But I never had a chance to make hundreds of tackles. A, 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 a. Most of the time, we only played half the game. I was in double team because I got the center, the guard, and whoever coming at me every play. And we was good. We was winning so much. I mean, our thing wasn't if we was going to win. It was about, I'm getting that tackle before you. I'm going to get this thing. You know what I'm saying? It was right. So it's like I it was so hard to get. I don't take nothing away from guys that had a whole bunch of tackles, man. Cause I know, but it was we 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 wasn't giving up 30 or 40 points when we was on the field that much to make all them tackles, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, so many three and outs and so many. Oh, I mean, yeah. and bro, you and the thing, right? With everybody this is where the beautiful part about you only people that can appreciate, understand what you just said is those who played the sport. Yeah. Everybody can't have a hundred tackles. It's just yeah. not realistic. But when everybody know they roll for the sake of winning, right. that's when the egos aside, right. you know, because because you know, and with other conversations I've had, we talk about the locker room, man, it's sacred. Right. You right. know, I don't think there should be no cameras ever right. in the locker room, ever, right. ever, ever, ever. I don't care what level. Right. You know what I'm saying? And what y'all that 2000 team uh, was able to do is put differences aside, ego aside. Right. Right. Everybody even knew the sacrifices that each other was making. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so a uh, uh, Brad Miller knew that he was a glorified end, yep. and he sacrificed his body for that year to take on a lot of punishment yep. for the sake of the, the defense and winning. Right. You know what I'm saying? We know this. You made sacrifices taking on again, uh, uh double teams and taking on things so that Reggie didn't have to. Right. And that's why he appreciated you, and that's why you appreciated him, and right. that's what you know what I'm saying. Championship teams do, right. man. So. Again, you're essential to that. Yeah, it's bro, and I, I appreciate that, man. It's just when yeah. I know, I know looking at it, man. You people who can watch the real Robert Morris people know, man. They, they yeah, know and that's all that matters, bro. You know, that's all that matters. When they yeah, announce you know. the 2000 team, they say the starting middle linebacker. They gonna say the person that got everybody in place yeah. that called the plays. Yeah. The defense already know, and that's all that matters, bro. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, Damn right, you know what I'm saying? I, I, know so, I, I know I ain't getting all them accolades from the college and all that, man. But, uh, yeah, whatever. for sure. You know, we know, we know. 
You know what I'm but saying? Hey, so our yeah. our our record was good. We won a lot of games. And we had a lot of fun. I got to play with some great dudes and be around some great coaches and and that's yes, what sir. being smart to me, you know. And that's what's most important, bro. You know, that's why again the the to the, do this kind of interview and podcast is important, man, because I'm realizing that a lot of us just uh, you know, need to check up on each other, man. And uh uh, you know, that's not our past, that's our present too. You know, right, and that, right, I, right. I just had this idea, man. I want to connect with guys that I yeah. really didn't know a lot about. Yeah. You know, and see how you what everybody turned out to be, you know what I'm saying? This is dope, man. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we get into 2001. We don't know if you coming back, right? Uh, uh, but you're able to uh, uh, get that extra year back yeah. and more. Because <laughs> man, when I tell you, yeah. Brad was working, Brad and Walton were working extremely hard yeah. to get you that extra year back, bro. Yeah. And so yeah. when you came back, that was a breath of fresh air, bro. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. yeah, 2001, man. So what happened, man? And why was it such a struggle to get you to your your extra year back? Cause I had uh, I got uh, I do got like a ADHD kind of thing where when somebody teaching me something, I can't really I gotta like do it. I can't really listen and all that. I'm just more doing it. So Rad, I told Rad about that. He said, well, you know, you you get that you know on paper, you know, you can get your year back, whatever. So I had to go take this test and do all that. My dad took me down to Washington PI to do all this stuff. I finally got it and cleared the clearinghouse and got back. And uh, it, it was it was it was good to be back. Man. You know, it was just different. It was I had different guy. I had freshmen playing with us. And who actually yeah. John Ladon actually turned out to be pretty good, man. But yeah, them was little like Will, like Will Weather. I hear Will. I, I'm following Will on Facebook, and Will turned out to be an outstanding player, man. When I was there, he was like a young dude to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He had, mm-hmm. All them dudes were young. Noel and them was behind us. It turned out to be one of the best ever there. But them, yeah. was, them, was, them was young dudes, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like most of our guys wasn't there like it was before. Mm-hmm. So we had to get some new guys to try to get them right, and it's different lining people up and doing stuff. But, but once we got going, we started rolling for a while, but first couple games it was on three up man yeah bro and, and, uh, and again to... you you not being in shape was yeah. another part of that because yeah. you didn't know if, you didn't know if you're gonna really be able to come back well it, it's hard to get i can't i missed the first week or two of camp it's hard to mm-hmm. get in running football shape i was lifting weights and stuff and running right. but it ain't the same as chasing somebody out there and you know you Playing in Buff State in hundred degree weather, and it was that was that was hard, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, bro. Let me tell. Like I said, we knew that we wasn't gonna start clicking until you yeah. got in the shape. That yeah. was Rad said. That was we all yeah. knew it. Like, yeah. make sure Riff get in shape. You know, trying yeah. to make you do a little extra running. Right. Your ass refused to burn more calories. Nah, <laughs> man. We I just said that. Rad, Rad would say, "Look at him. Look, look." Hey, look, look, look. He won't burn any calories. Just look at him. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to tell you something crazy. I use I, I use that now, coaching. I tell a kid, I'll be like, man, are you going to burn one calorie today? <laughs> Everybody be laughing. That's straight from red. But yeah, man, I, I got to say about the third game. Yeah, man. You started clicking. Then we like, start ball. Then we start ball. But, and I'll tell you that, that year, I feel like a man amongst boys a lot of times we was playing. I feel like could nobody block me when I was in mm-hmm. shape. Like that, I'm gonna tell you something. People might not know this, man. Somebody need to go back and check the uh, count of that last game against Albany. 
I swear I had like, I had like 24 tacos, man. <laughs> that was like the right. They only gave me credit for like 17. When I went back and did yeah. it, it was like 24, man. They got me. <laughs> yeah, they got you, bro, probably, man, because, you know, they, they do it from their vantage point up yeah. there, man. We don't control them statistics, but but you are on the list for all time for tackles in the game top five with with 17. Uh, I think that the top yeah. is 20. So you're tied for for yeah, third. Had, they said that game, he had 20. I'm telling you, I had like 24, man. Hmm. I'm going to tell uh, anybody, you go back and check the tackles from them game, you're going to find that out. <laughs> But yeah, man, it, it was it was it was fun getting them guys like passing the torch to the new guys, mm-hmm. just trying to show them how it's done, and you know. And it was it was special. Yeah. I'll I tell you a, a, a rad story. Mm-hmm. This is a good rad story. Uh, we playing somebody I don't know. I blitz, hit the quarterback. He throw a pick. Think uh, Nick Nick pick it off. Might have scored a touchdown or something. We all getting high. We high five. I go over the side rack. Push me, gets in my face, cuss me out. You know, you got the white stuff coming on. He cussing at me. Yeah. I'm like, what? He was like, you didn't have your fucking hands up. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> when I hit the dude, he fumbled. I mean, he threw a pick. We got to tell you, he was mad. But that's the kind of detail it was. Where, you know, yeah. so I've learned from that kind of stuff, man. How that detail, man. <laughs> didn't matter what. I, I didn't have my hands up when I'm resting, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. So, give me, so give me your favorite. I know that's a good, but give me some a personal rad story. I know you got some good ones, man. Like, like something, you know. Uh, what, uh, we, we having we cussing each other out on the sideline. Or? You can tell that if you want. Yeah, hey, remember, yeah. I, I've had my interaction with rad too. Yeah. You know, almost in the physical. So, yeah. you know, I'm part. But yeah, you. you <laughs> So you and Red yeah. got a shout match on the sideline? Oh, yeah. We was motherfucking each other. Because <laughs> I, I, man, I was ball. I made some plays. He came was just fucking with me, man. He's a messer with me. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, what's wrong, man? He, you ain't. So I just couldn't take it no more. I was like, get yeah. the fuck out of my face. I'll whoop your old ass. You know, I was just yeah. going back and forth. <laughs> and then about two minutes, five minutes later, he came over to me and looked at me and smiled and said, you're, you're fucking crazy. And that was it. He just walked away. <laughs> we was in each other's face going at it, bro. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> oh man, you know, uh, I'm from, man, I got much love for Rad. Man. Yeah, bro. Rad did. He did a lot for me. He taught me the game, man. He, you know, I wouldn't know ninety percent of the stuff I know if it weren't for him, man. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was, I was, out. I was really hurt when Rad. I cried when Rad died, man. I was, I was hurt. Man. I was upset. I couldn't make it down there. You know. Yeah. Me too. I'm actually disappointed too. I I was hoping to be able to go down too, man. Um, it was just so quick and, and yeah. And uh, but I know that when they have the uh, whatever they the makeup event that they're planning, um, I don't mm-hmm. know when that's gonna come out. Definitely gonna shoot down. And I want to encourage everybody. You know, if you are associated with Robert Morris football in any capacity, if you uh, uh, know Rad, you know, um, yeah, come down. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that that moment, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that year, man, we go, uh, we lose first three. That's the year nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. That's the year yeah. we we're supposed to. That's the that's the week we were supposed to play. Mom, was so, it Wagner? Uh, Mama? it was Mama. Mama, it was Mama. Okay. So we 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 didn't play Mama right. that year. Okay. And which means we would have to go through New York City to get the jersey, and. 
everything was shut down. 9-11, right. the plane goes down just right. outside of Pittsburgh. Right. So so um, we were trying to get that makeup game in November, but they nobody wanted no nobody wanted to play Robert Moore's yeah. in 2001 once we got on that street. Right. So yeah. uh, I, I think y'all would have beat anybody to be honest. Yeah, we was, we was, was, we was rolling. We was rolling. And oh, I think yeah. honestly, on a personal, I was playing my best ball in the last couple of games. I feel like nobody could. You watch some films, nobody could block me. Period. Yeah. You know? If I'm not mistaken, it was it against the Wagner. Was it Wagner your uh, uh, 2000 or 2001 that you had a real big play at the end? Oh, that was that was 2000. That was the undefeated when we beat them 37-30. I had a sack. That's and, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the right time, boy. That's I, I think Raz called a Sandberg Mobile. So I blitzed. <laughs> I gave a ripper Liz and blitzed and got in there. Yeah, we got a sack, man. That was pretty good. That was timing, perfect timing, man. That, that was I knew the game was won. Everybody knew. When you that was a hard. That, that was a hard. That was a hard game, man. Hey, it's Wagner, baby. Wagner <laughs> always tough. Everybody know that Wagner gonna come to ball. <laughs> you know, my freshman year, well, my sophomore, my first year playing, we we blew Wagner out at Wagner, like 42, 14. Mm -hmm. When Archie, Archie might have had about four, five, three, four touchdowns on Archie one man. Yeah, but they was calling. That's when they was calling us all kind of names and slurs, and we we kicked their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the man. that's the thing now, Mo. When I watch like Robert Morris, and I be like, man, they got all this sweet shit and all this stuff. But man, I want us to get back and start winning, man. It'd be hard watching from the far because people don't understand. I'd be like, no, we was we was really really good. Yeah, bro. You know, oh, like yeah. how like when I, I I seen us lose to St. Francis, I'm like, man, we used to didn't even hardly practice that week because it was like it's a waste of week of practice. Yeah. Seriously. I remember Donald Dorsey looking at me. It was real cold. We pricing. He like, man, we gonna beat these dudes by fifty. Why are we? <laughs> you know, and we go and beat them by fifty because it was just like that. Man. Yeah, bro. I, hey, I I got a quick coach coach uh, Walton story for you. Mm. We had, we had went. That was the year. I think that was two thousand when we played at St. Francis. Yeah, sixty three yeah. nothing. Yeah, but we was the homecoming guy. Mm. And Coach Walton lost it. Coach Walton was like, we're the homecoming, man. He went oh, in there wow. and gave it to us. Like, hey, don't schedule us for homecoming and all that. <laughs> you gonna kick their ass. I remember it was 35 nothing in the first quarter. You don't schedule us for homecoming, bro. Hey, let me tell you something. I was at the handshake between Walton and the head coach. Yeah. He ap Walton apologized. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> bro, I put... I put my head down and walked away. Hey, that's bro. that's worse. Yeah, it's worse, bro. He said, Walton apologized, bro. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah, that, that was bad, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, so senior year, you get the extra year, graduate on a high note. Um, there's no game, no championships for us to play, but um, there's no shadow of doubt we were the hottest team in the country at the time. Oh, yeah. We was clicking. Yeah, man. So your Robert Morris career is officially over, man. Were there any opportunities or talks of life after football to continue? And or yeah. where were you in the state of mind as far as football and your relationship football after? I don't know if you remember, uh, I got hurt that year. Uh, I, I couldn't play against, uh, what's the team we used to play in New York? Uh, St. John's or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this, cause I got hurt the homecoming game. I hurt my ankle real bad, so. Okay. I missed the game or two, and I just got back to playing real well. And 
I went to this combine at Ohio State in, in Columbus. I think I benched 225, 35 times. I was doing well, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something more. People might not understand this. The best thing that happened in my life is I didn't go to the NFL, man. Mm. And I'm explaining well, to you why. Yeah. I'm 41. I'll be 42, grace of God, in April. I'll be forgetting stuff now, man. You know, I be it, it be stuff that I shouldn't be doing, man. It, you know, mentally and stuff that I'd be like, man, I know this is from, from football, bro. You know, sometimes I get to twitching and be, I'm like, man, this just, so it's like, I'm happy that I had, I had a great time doing it, man. But I'm not upset or nothing at all. I didn't go to the next level and play. I could have played like arena ball. I didn't want to do that. So I just give me a career, man. Do it like that. Bro, first and foremost, I cannot tell you how humbled I am and, and, and cannot thank you enough for mentioning concussions, bro, and just describe it because it is a conversation that a lot of us don't want to have. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, especially playing linebacker, yeah. we have to have that conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some guys that I'm that I remember how they approached the game and, and the blows that they received if it was on offense. And I'm like, you know, and doing my research, because I'm an academic, right. man, look, we have to be concerned. We got to be smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's right. why I'm, I'm definitely pushing and promoting for us to have honest conversations, but also that there are uh, uh, some different theories out there of ways to heal, because Man, it's stuff that I haven't shared too, bro. But I know that there's some stuff between when I last played and that age 44 now that I'm not the same. For example, bro, I misspell my last name writing sometimes. Right. You know, and I know that's not yeah. normal. Right. You know, I can hear somebody tell me their name and I'll say a couple seconds later, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, I'm that's trying to focus, bro. <laughs> Can't focus. No, my memory is shot, bro. Like, yeah, quick. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this, this is how I explain it. You know how you watch TV and you see a little circle when somebody thinking something and you see mm-hmm. the what they're right. thinking? Well, that's how I used to be when I remember stuff. I could think about it, I see it. Well, now when I be thinking of, think of something, don't nothing be there. So I got to keep thinking and keep thinking and keep thinking. I just get frustrated and say, you know what, fuck it. And then I remember it some 10 minutes later or something, you know what I'm saying? But, but I shouldn't be doing that at 41, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? man. I, I try to explain it to my wife, and she's still, you know, trying to, you know, not be as mad at me when I don't remember stuff. Yeah. And, and I tell her, like, you know, and it ain't that, you know, I choose to remember what I want right. to remember, and, and I try to get her to understand that's not it. Like, and I told her, hearing from people like you and other uh, guys, they, they explain it until so our loved ones can understand. Yeah. You know, we're not making excuses. No. You know what I'm saying? We're grateful for the sport that we played and right. all that, no excuse, but it does come at a cost. Yeah, yeah, it come at a cost, man, especially the position yeah. the position I play. Because I remember I, I had a concussion in practice one day, and I didn't even get hit that hard. But I know I had one because I, I couldn't even look in the light. But there was one thing, you know, you didn't, back then, you didn't come out, you just, you just was dinged up a little bit, you know? You just kept yeah, playing. <laughs> you just yeah. kept playing, you know that? And we played for free, man. Yeah. We went on no scholarship. We were playing for free. Yeah, but they found a way to. Yeah, we'll talk about that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, man, look, horse outright said it on the interview. And look, it's not. We're not. It's not like we're not telling the truth. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, when we when it was for free and we played for free and played for each other, we know we we're playing for each other because there was right. the money involved. We won. 
and with the uh, introduction of scholarship and how we recruit, right. you know, we can say that the program has gone through some ebbs and flows. And I think we are on an incline again. I just hope that yeah. they tap back into certain areas that they used to recruit. And and, and I hope that's, that that happens. But, um, but yeah, man, let's talk about life after football, man. Yeah. So when did you become, uh, get into law enforcement and when did you know that that was for you? Yeah, I, I did it because uh basically money, man. I was working for the prosecutor's office and I met a guy who told me about being a cop and I didn't want to be, I didn't like the police. They used to mess with us growing up and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. He was like, no, you know, it's a good career or whatever. So it went to introduce me to, because uh, his dad was the chief. And he's, he, you know, I kept, you know, kept hiding from him. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And then one day we meet him had to go to a meeting and he was driving. So he just took me there after the meeting. He took me to the, the department, you know, and uh, introduced me to his dad and said, you know, he wants to be a cop. I'm looking at him like, wait a minute. <laughs> but just say I was making at the time, just for the sake, just say 30 grand where I was at. And this started off just say high 40s or 50. So then once I saw what the money was, he asked me, he said, why do you want to be a cop? I was like, well, you know, I want to help the community. You know, I want to do, you know, I had a whole thing. And once I saw all the money, you know, it was like, uh, I, I, I can do this now. And I started off doing it for the money. Then I end up liking it. And I end up being being pretty pretty good at it, I believe, you know? And uh, I'll tell you something about being, a, I was on the SWAT team before I became a detective. And I'll tell you something, it's about the closest thing you get to playing football, man. As far as you putting the shoulder pad, you know, you putting that on, you put the helmet on. It's, it's you know, right how it is before the game start when they're telling you, you know, 30 seconds before we get out, you know, you get the adrenaline. It's it's, it's sweet, man, like playing football, man. Man, that's that brilliant. I love that the fact that you described that because I can literally picture you going through the way. So I'm guessing that adrenaline rush also, man. Oh, yeah. So, man, what, what are some, I mean, that you can share, man? Right. What are some of the most intense moments that you've experienced, man, where your football instincts played a huge role in, 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 you know, your survival, if you will, man. Well, I've, you know, you've been me and chases and car chases, chasing people on foot, stuff like that. I'll tell you, one of the most humbling things uh, in 2010, when a guy was like, uh, we, you know, we had sections that we had to patrol back then. And me and him was patrolling this section every night for some months together. He was in his car, I was in mine. We would meet up when it's snowing and hang out and stuff. And then one, one day, man, he just uh he was chasing somebody and he fell out and died, man. Mm-hmm. And he was he was only 30, in great shape, man. And that was humbling, man. That was humbling, bro. To see him, we was just in a roll call an hour before and we out there and he just fell out dead. I'm like, this is this is for real. Cause I'm gonna tell you something about being a cop, people don't understand. What do we do before our our games? We stretch, we warm up, we do all that. What I gotta do when I see somebody just shoot at somebody or rob somebody? Jump out the car and start doing what? Just start chasing them. Right, right. I don't stretch. I ain't warming up. I ain't doing none of that. So your body go from here to here like that. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't understand that, man. Mm. uh, You know, it's real humbling, but you know, football, I mean, you know, you tackling people, wrestling with people, fighting with people, contact, Contact is nothing no more, you know. I'm I'm not afraid yeah. of contact. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So so man, you're now at the rank. How long you been in law enforcement, by the way? 
this is, I think you're, I'm going to 14, maybe. 14, wow, yeah. wow. So you're a detective. Yeah. Yo, yeah. so tell me about that, man. Again, just to educate the public, man, just as your role. And and again, I, I obviously requires right. a lot of intelligence and putting things yeah. together and, and and so investigative skills, meaning having right. analy analytical skills. Right. So so describe uh, uh, the process and the job of being a detective and, and, yeah. and the skills required to be a detective. Yeah, a detective, a little different. You know, when you're on the road, you're the first person there and they handle the initial. If it's something, shootings, murder, stuff like that, I get called in, we get called in, and we gotta come, we gotta do the investigative part, you know? Uh, clear the scene, make sure the scene's clear, get all the evidence, you know, get all the witnesses, interview people. I think one of the most fun things I love about my job is in interrogating people. To catch people lying, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. Everybody lies to the police, bro. <laughs> Everybody lies to the police. <laughs> I know you will. got stories for days. Uh, yeah, as will everybody lies to the police. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's yeah. your favorite? I know you got some funny stories, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what, Mo? Honestly, it's so many. That, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just so many, man. <laughs> Chases the. I tell you a quick one. It's, it's a it's a big officer. He about six, four, about three hundred pounds. Right. He was chasing somebody, right? So I seen him chasing the dude. I jumped out, caught him down the street in a, a a backyard. So I'm looking for the suspect. I'm like, well, shit, where's the suspect at? He breathing, the cop breathing all hard. Like, man, he he over the fence. So I'm looking around like, where the fuck is the fence? <laughs> I'm looking, I look down on the ground, bro. The fence about two feet off the ground, man. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Man. <laughs> hey, man, it's funny. Yeah, man, the guys who are way out of shape, man. Oh, man. I know that got to be. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. You couldn't just step step over there and keep chasing the dude, bro. Like, come on. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, story. man. So yep. you say you're now coaching football, man. So so, so, what level are you coaching, man? And uh, um, how is that? Well, I've been coaching now since. 0203 something. I'm a, I'm a D, D coordinator at a at Bedford High School in uh, the Cleveland area. Okay. Yeah, I coached at uh, my high school, St. Joe's, for 10 years. I coached at East Cleveland at Shaw for seven, and I'll be here three of them. I've been coaching okay. this like 20 years. What's your favorite defense to run? <laughs> uh, It depends, man. My philosophy is this. I play a 4-4 in, in high school because mm -hmm. I like to get eight in the box. But if you sp spread me out, I drop automatically to a 4-3 cover. But I love the blitz, man, you know. Oh, yeah. I love it because high school, I'm like, let's just go go get them, you know. Here we go. So, yeah, Jamon, in, in continuing with uh, our conversation, um, I know we know importance of family. Um, and I remember just seeing you as a young father in college and seeing how much you you know how you, you you show love to your daughter your beautiful daughter and uh you know i always always admired that man and especially in your line of work and just the life you live man talk about the importance of family to you and and and, and what yeah what does what does family mean to you yeah man my family is everything you know especially in what i do for a living and give me 
some balance, you know. Uh, my wife, I got four kids. My oldest is 22. Uh, I got three girls and a boy. Uh, my son's seven. Got a nine-year-old and a 15-year-old. No, they mean everything to me, man. Along with my my mom, my brother, and my friends, I got I, I actually got a real good circle of good people, man. That I confide in and trust and talk with, you know. But my wife is everything. She do everything for me. She look out for me. Take good care of me. And I'm so blessed to have her, you know. Yes, sir, man. You know, in the, you know, in the biblical sense, talking about having a helpmate, bro. And you know, we know what we we ain't nothing without our helpmates, man. And uh, you know, yes, absolutely, bro. So, yes, sir, man. Um, um, that'll be it. Cool. Yeah, I did want to say this too before I go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I want to thank uh, Horace, Brad Carrot. All the big guys, I forget, I can't name everybody, but all the big guys, the, the guys who played with me, all the backers, Hempstead, you know, the corners, Joe Austin and Nick, and then Corey and Oaks and everybody who played, man, because I just want them to know how much I appreciated them. And I really want to say that because that's very important to me to let them guys know, man. You know? Absolutely, man. That's what this platform, again, is about us showing love to the guys who we went to battle with, you know, won championships with, man. And, you know, those those bonding moments, man, on and off the field, man. You know, because that's why football, like Coach Walton says, the ultimate team sport. You know what I'm saying? It was, and, it was uh, a family, man. Even with Addie and Ray Butter. Yeah. And the, yeah. The, the trainers. And if yeah. I forgot somebody, I'm sorry. But, you know. Oh, yeah, bro. Again. They gonna be on here too. Addie's agreed to be on, but uh, you know, I'm trying to tell them, you know, remind them that they're important. They're like, oh no, yeah. they kind of, I said, no, y'all important, man. Y'all yeah. yeah. too important. Yeah, we gotta yeah. have them on, man. Hopefully I can get Marty Pelosi on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, we we know we know where, you know, who looked out for us and who, who had our best interests for sure, sure. man. So sure. showing love, man. So, um, but yeah, cool, bro. Uh, again, appreciate you, man. And uh. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good take. All right. All right, bro. Take care. Thanks, bro. Yes, sir. No doubt. Yep. All right, bye.